the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Edward Jones. Hi, I'm Gary Dixon. Welcome to Bisberg. Our guest today on Bisberg is someone we've had before. It is Joe Ford, a financial advisor with Edward Jones, and we're happy to have him on our program today. Much to talk about and to learn. And so, Joe, welcome to Bisberg, and tell us what we need to know. Well, Gary, thank you. It's it's always good to be here. And um, I was thinking about our conversation today, and I've been thinking about time. And I don't know about you, but it seems as though every time I look at the calendar, each day seems to go a bit faster than the day before, and certainly faster than I thought it would. Amen. Uh, you know, my wife and I were, uh, Amy, we're empty nesters now, and after raising four children, it seems like just yesterday that our house was full of kids, and uh, we were running them to football and baseball and proms and mock trial. And uh, I got to tell you, honestly, I don't know where the time went. And I don't understand how fast it went by. I, I really don't. So um, I guess what I'm saying is time is valuable. And uh, to that end, I'm thankful I had the time today to talk to you and your listeners. I, I don't know if you're much of a history buff, but uh, there's, a, there's a quote from Abraham Lincoln that I really like. And uh, he said, the best thing about the future is that it comes one day at a time. Hmm. And uh, I find that there's something both encouraging and yet a little ominous about uh, Lincoln's words – and I think he really captures the reason why it's important to prepare for the future, especially from a financial perspective. You know, while Lincoln's optimistic words imply, yes, there is a future, I believe he's hinting that there's something that lies ahead and that our time right now is valuable in preparing for it. Because without it, I think the future can seem downright overwhelming if we're not prepared. Uh, and that's, I think, human nature. I think we're all afraid of the unknown. And again, I think one of the best ways to overcome fear is that preparedness. So I think when it comes to retirement, there can be many different fears and worries. Um, you know, outliving your money is probably a common concern. And um, each of us have unique challenges that we face as we look to the future. But it's my hope that at the end of our time this afternoon that those listening might be armed with knowledge they need to feel a little better about their financial future. Um in fact, if I can share another quote from you, and uh, this one is from uh, Eleanor Roosevelt, uh, and I think it really captures what I hope, well, really everyone takes away from our discussion today. She said, the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. I, I, I just love that. And I believe that it's much easier to focus on those dreams once you understand your goals, how to prepare for them, and how to put time on your side. Although I think time on your side, I may have just quoted Mick Jagger there, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. That's okay. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, so what are the questions about retirement? You know, uh, when do you plan to retirement? You know, obviously someone who wants to retire early will need a much different strategy than someone who's going to work longer or maybe even going to work part-time in retirement. And um, I think as many have experienced in the past, the best laid plans can often go awry. Uh, we can have a job loss or a health issue, which could 
force an earlier-than-planned retirement. And I think that's why it's really important to get started with a strategy, well, really as soon as possible. Another common question is about spending goals. Do you hope to slow down and simplify, or do you have dreams of traveling the world? These are the goals that will help determine how much money you may need to achieve those goals. So, uh, Gary, how about you? Any any traveling the world plans for you in, in retirement? Well, I've been lucky enough to do some world travel, but there's always many other places <laughs> left to go. So, yes, travel is a big one. There you go. So, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about retirement is it's it's individual to each of us as to what we envision. But I, I think all in all, you can narrow down concerns to the fact that some people are worried about, am I going to have the same amount of income that comes in every month? And there, maybe they might be worried about market declines or, again, just outliving what they've saved. So perhaps you have other concerns or maybe competing goals uh, like the sandwich generation. The sandwich generation. I'm not really familiar with the term, so uh, you're going to have to fill us in. What does the sandwich generation mean? Well, the sandwich generation refers to really what's become a more recent trend of families who are caring for both their children on one side and their aging parents on the other, and they're kind of sandwiched in between. I see. And, um, well, depending on your particular situation, you know, if this comes into play, it may affect your efforts to save toward retirement as well as the lifespan of your income sources during retirement. So, you know, if you find yourself in this situation, you should really address this concern as part of your overall strategy as you, again, have the dual goals of of taking care of the children and taking care of your parents. Um, And you'll need to look at your current budget numbers and make some adjustments on those costs. One of the things I find very helpful is consider separating expenses into two categories – Necessary, such as your you know your mortgage, utilities, food, and then discretionary, travel and entertainment, for example. And by breaking them out this way, it can help you better understand where you have some flexibility, meaning you know which expenses you might be able to adjust from year to year. And when you do this, don't forget to include major expenses like taxes and uh, and healthcare. So I'd, I'd recommend that you gather your current budget numbers together. Meet with an advisor to work through this estimation process because the amount you expect to spend each year is a huge factor in the success of your strategy, and it's important to develop a reasonable estimate of your spending. So um, I guess really what we're talking about today is time and that time matters. And you know, when it comes to finances and preparing for the future – this simply couldn't be more true. Well, Joe, when you're talking about time, are you talking about the time you have to prepare for retirement? Yes, I am. But I'm not only talking about how long you have to prepare for retirement. I'm also referring to how long you'll need your money to last. And, uh, you know, I often tell my clients that as retirement gets closer, the purpose of their financial strategy is going to evolve. Now, this change in retirement mindset I find it often accompanies any number of life events, and I'll give you a few of those. I find that people start to get their financial house in order, you know, maybe uh, paying down the mortgage or college debt for children, just in general, paring back outstanding debt. I also find that uh, changes in circumstance with friends and loved ones uh, can be a catalyst. So, you know, as you approach an age when your family and friends are starting to retire, your desire to enjoy life on your own terms may, may strengthen. 
And then I also see that sometimes when people's careers are winding down or maybe they're doing a uh, an encore career, you know, doing something that they have a passion for, uh, and I find more and more retirement is less likely to be a hard stop. I think traditionally it used to be I'm retired, I'm done with work. And uh, now I think many retirees are embracing part-time work. It could be civic service or a second career passion. And, and it's at this point that the purpose of your money starts to change. In other words, your portfolio no longer has to get you to retirement. It now has to get you through retirement. And, uh, you know, our sources of income here are Social Security, part-time employment, your retirement income. And that's why it's so important to have a strategy, not only for your retirement income, but to find ways to protect that income from potential risks. So when I work with clients with a retirement goal, I recommend three things. One, that they plan on living longer than they think, because I can't tell you how many times I, I talk to people and they go, I'm never going to live that long, you know, and uh, uh, we simply don't know if that's right. the truth, you know, I mean, right. uh, that's above our pay grade. So uh, to plan on living longer than you think, be smart with spending and your withdrawal from those funds in retirement, and also anticipate rising costs, specifically inflation and, and health care. Yeah, that's a biggie. Uh, so when you're talking about getting through retirement, how long is that? And that's that's a great – that's a $64,000 question. Yeah, it is. Uh, people are living longer, and that means that their money earmarked for retirement may need to last longer as well. You know, I, there's a 60% chance that women will live to age 90, which is remarkable, and, and it's a great news that we're, we're living longer. And it's an important number to keep in mind – when you're thinking about estimating how many years you're going to spend in retirement. So if we put that number into perspective, let's say a 65-year-old were to retire today. That means 25 years in retirement, which translates to a sustainable retirement income for 25 years. Now, you know, some of us may live longer and the amount of time that we may spend in retirement may vary. But what really never varies is a common need. And that's the need for your money to last as long as you need it to. So let's take a few moments here and talk about incorporating these three concepts, planning on living longer, smart spending, and anticipating rising costs, and how that would you know play into your overall retirement strategy. When we talk about income, I think most people immediately think of the money I've earned, but we're also talking about money generated from part-time work, uh, social security, pensions, savings, and investment income. And, and all of these including part-time work, can all get put into a category of outside sources of income. Now, for the average 65-year-old, Social Security accounts for nearly 40% of his or her retirement income, which is, you know, it's a pretty good foundation. Next comes your savings and investment sources. That would be maybe, you know, your 401k, IRA, other investments. And the money from these sources, well, that equally plays a, a, a key role in your, in, your, in your retirement strategy. And we'll talk a little bit about how to make it last through some smart spending and a withdrawal strategy. Now, I mentioned earlier Social Security can account for a pretty significant portion of an individual's retirement, and it's not affected by market movements, so your benefits kind of play a significant role with consistent income base in retirement. And now I just read this, and I think it's worth mentioning, there are three additional reasons that Social Security is particularly important to women. And let me, um, let me share a few of these reasons with, uh, with a few quick statistics. First, 
Single women relying on Social Security for more of their retirement income than single men. Almost half of unmarried women age 65 and older rely on Social Security for 90% of their income. That's a lot. It really is. Couple that with the fact that women typically live longer than men, so their retirement income may need to last longer. And to share a few more statistics, one out of three women statistically will live to age 95. And for a 65-year-old couple, there's an 89% chance one of them will make it to age 85 and a 73% chance that one will reach to age 90. So in almost half of couples, one person has a very good chance of surviving to at least 95. And in most cases, that surviving spouse will be female. In fact, and I really found this interesting as well, after the age of 80, the ratio of widows to widowers is something like five to one. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're better than we are. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, one last consideration is that for women who lose a spouse uh, or experience a divorce, household income drops 41% for women after a divorce and 37% in widowhood, and that's compared with under 25% in both cases for men. So again, Social Security is important for all of us, but I think particularly here there are some concerns uh, for women as well. And, you know, you can view your estimated benefit statement online at www.ssa.gov, that's Social Security Administration.gov, and the website also features a little online benefit estimator, but it will show you what your projected monthly benefit will be at 62, at 67, and at age 70. You know, well, we've heard a lot about Social Security uh, as of late, and I believe a lot of the people that are listening now may be wondering, will Social Security still be there when they need it? You know, as it stands today, of course, benefits continue to be paid. But by 2034, Social Security would need to reduce benefits, paying out 77 cents for each dollar of projected benefits. That's kind of a scary number. It is, 77 cents on the dollar. And uh, now that's that's if no changes are made. Now there are proposals on the table to potentially address this issue. You know, they're looking at raising the age of eligibility or raising the full retirement age, increasing payroll tax, um, adjusting how benefits are increased for inflation. You know, we certainly can't predict if any changes may be made, but we do believe the program can remain a viable part of a retiree's income by implementing some of the changes that, that we've discussed. And, you know, remember, Social Security was never intended to provide for everything during retirement. You'll ultimately be responsible for whatever portion of your retirement income that your benefit doesn't provide. And that's why we you know, really recommend having a strategy in place prior to retirement to help ensure your, your retirement security. Now, regardless of what these statistics say, the great news is, is that you're in control of your own retirement. There are things you can do to better position yourself to prepare for the opportunities and challenges that, that may be down the road. One of the things you can do is to carefully evaluate when you're going to start your Social Security benefits. Now, as you're considering this really critical benefit, we recommend viewing your, your decision through a lens. Looking at Social Security through a lens, as you say, uh, that's an interesting way to look at it. Uh, what kind of lens should that be? Well, 
for, for Edward Jones, we use LENS as an acronym. So LENS is life expectancy, employment, need, and spouse. In fact, Edward Jones has prepared a report specifically called Social Security, Viewing Your Decision Through a Lens, and it, it dives into these considerations in, in great detail. And um, actually, we'll, it's pretty important. Let's, let's touch on some of them during our time together today. But anyone that may be interested in receiving this report can contact our office. And again, we would be happy to, uh, to send one, one out okay. to them. All right. So you're going to go through the lens list for yeah. us and yeah, what let's, it means? Let, let's take a few minutes and do that. So uh, let's start with uh, you know our uh, life expectancy. So you're eligible to receive 100% of your Social Security benefits, of course, at full retirement age. As a general rule of thumb, the sooner you start your benefits, the less you're going to receive on a monthly basis. Now, you can take a reduced benefit as early as age 62, but your benefits will be permanently reduced. And I, this is some pretty interesting numbers here that your benefits taking early reti- early Social Security mm-hmm. can be reduced by up to 25% if you claim before full retirement age, and conversely, can be increased by up to 32% if you delay claiming beyond the full retirement age to 70. I'm old enough. I'm looking at those kind of numbers. You're looking at those numbers. <laughs> these days. <laughs> well, you know, Social Security grows at a rate of almost 8% per year. Yeah. So it, it, it is, it's meaningful each it's year. It's a significant difference. It certainly is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it really is. And that's why you, I think it's so important to look at this strategically before you kind of take that leap. So let's look at, uh, in our acronym of LENS, let's look at uh, the E is for, um, refers to employment. And if you plan to keep working after you've retired and earn meaningful income, sometimes it may not make sense to take your Social Security benefits early. So if you take Social Security before full retirement age and your earned income exceeds a specific amount, you can then, uh, or your benefit will be reduced by $1 for every $2 earned um, over that threshold. And in the year you reach full retirement age, the uh, the earning threshold increases, and your benefit may reduce by one dollar for every three over that amount. So it's it's a it's a key consideration. So next up in our in our acronym is uh, uh, N for need. You know when you're ready to retire, you'll need to evaluate your Social Security benefits role in providing income, and you know can your investment portfolio provide for these needs if you delay starting Social Security? In some cases, it may not make sense to delay especially if your other sources of income can't accommodate your needs in the interim. Or you may determine that your income with Social Security and with your portfolio withdrawals may simply not be enough to support your lifestyle. And in that case, it just may make sense to delay retirement. Again, I'd recommend working with an advisor to understand your particular situation and those you know, potential mm-hmm. trade-offs. And then uh, finally, the, the S in LENS is, uh, refers to spouse. You know, with spousal benefits, spouses can generally receive either their own benefit or half of their spouse's benefit, whichever is larger. And again, this benefit is reduced if they claim Social Security before full retirement age. You know, we've talked about expenses during retirement, and we've talked about a strategy for your income from outside sources, including Social Security benefits. So you've got two numbers, how much you think your regular expenses will be and how much you think you'll get from outside sources. And this is what your savings and investments will need to cover. And how much you withdraw from your portfolio each year plays a huge role in determining the sustainability of your of your spending retirement plan. 
And that's why we recommend that you create and stick to a sustainable withdrawal rate prior to reaching your retirement years. This kind of gives you the opportunity to test your strategy, and you can also make some adjustments uh, if necessary. You know, when I work with my clients to develop a, a strategy, we look at two elements to test. Is their spending strategy reasonable and realistic? It's One is a withdrawal rate, and the other is called a reliance rate. So your withdrawal rate in retirement is just what it sounds like. It's how much you take from your investments each year. Single most important factor in determining how long your money will last. In other words, how sustainable is your strategy? The second indicator in the spending strategy is the reliance rate. And this is how much you'll rely on your investments for income. So the withdrawal rate is about sustainability. The reliance rate is more about sensitivity. The more you rely on your portfolio to perform at a particular level, the more sensitive you and your strategy could be to market fluctuations and the greater chance that risks such as maybe a market decline could derail your strategy. So let's take a moment. I want to turn our focus to address another concern that we talked about, which is health care and long-term medical. And, And you can really take a proactive action to prepare for these unexpected risks with regard to rising costs. You know, 30 years ago, retirees spent almost twice as much on food as on healthcare. Now, those amounts are nearly the same. And that presents a real risk of needing services and really not having a way to pay for them. So let's let's look at how we can address some healthcare costs. In general, we can break healthcare into two categories, traditional medical expenses and long-term care. So let's start with traditional medical. Traditional medical, we're talking about doctor services, outpatient, hospital, prescription, routine and emergency coverage. Right. Medicare is the key source of health coverage for retirees age 65 and older. But the program isn't designed to pay for all health care costs during retirement. It doesn't cover Medicare premiums, deductibles, and coinsurance. It doesn't cover routine dental, hearing, and uh, eye exams. And it doesn't cover long-term care stays, which is probably one of the one of the largest things it doesn't cover. So, Joe, how would you suggest we budget for medical expenses in retirement? You know, uh, great question. We, we believe budgeting anywhere from four to $6,500 per person is a good starting point, kind of a rule of thumb for covering traditional medical expenses. You know, traditionally, um, long-term care has implied nursing home care, but it really also includes assisted living, home health care, adult daycare, all of the expenses Medicare doesn't cover. Uh, long-term care is potentially the biggest. And the cost can be daunting. And, you know, um, it's important to prepare for these rising costs because even assuming a modest inflation rate of 3%, the cost of a nursing home could be nearly $170,000 per year in 25 years. Yeah. Uh, and Medicare will only cover short-term stays, only covering a portion of the costs, and only if the stay is medical stemming from a recent hospital stay. It's really important to have a plan for covering long-term care costs to, so you can be in control of how and where you receive care. You know, we've talked before about Edward Jones being the national sponsor in the fight against Alzheimer's. You know, at Edward Jones, we're in the business of building relationships and wealth, and Alzheimer's disease destroys both of those. That's why we're working with Alzheimer's to drive financial support, increasing the pace of research, and enhancing better care. Uh, And when we talk about long-term care, you know, will we need long-term care? Alzheimer's disease is the sixth leading cause of death in the U.S. and the only cause of death in the top 10 that can't be prevented, 
slowed, Mm -hmm. or cured. Um, One in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's or another form of dementia. And, you know, between 2000 and 2018, Alzheimer's disease has increased 146%. So you may not be able to control if a healthcare risk will materialize, but you can certainly control how you choose to prepare for that risk. Now, you can prepare for that through a long-term care policy or potentially an insurance policy with a long-term care or or chronic illness illness rider. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, as you'll notice, the common thread throughout our discussion today is one of taking action proactively and maintaining control. And hopefully having these discussions as you're crafting a strategy will help you to protect what you've worked for and to prepare for the unexpected. So I'd like to just reiterate some of the advice we mentioned today. Uh, as with all of my clients, I recommend that you plan on living longer than you think, hmm. that you start smart with your spending through a solid retirement income withdrawal strategy, uh, anticipate rising costs with inflation and health care. And uh, again, you recall the common theme today comes back to time. We've talked about time in terms of longer lifespans, uh, the implications for your retirement, strategies for your outside sources of income, including Social Security, and viewing that through a lens, um, strategies to help your savings and investment retirement income last as long as you need them. And then finally, incorporating versus insuring against market risk, inflation risk, healthcare and long-term care costs, all of which have the potential to lessen your portfolio's lifespan. So um, I'd like to go back to Eleanor Roosevelt's quote where we talked about the future belongs to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. And, you know, I think it's important to take the time to understand your goals and how to prepare for them so you really can focus focus on your dreams. Well, excellent. Very, very good information. I appreciate you sharing that with us today, Joe. Uh, You've been listening to Joe Ford. He is the financial advisor with Edward Jones and uh, their website, edwardjones.com slash Joe hyphen Ford. And the phone number is 724-443-1910. Thanks for listening to our program today, BizBerg. This program is sponsored by Edward Jones. We'll see you next time. 